Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud podcast. It's Sunday night, the 21st of February. We're still going here in Loud and Proud, 135th episode, loads more on patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud if you want to listen there, loads of stuff, loads of good interviews, Conor Grimes, Andrew Mackin this week would hear a snippet of him at the end, Colin Corrigan, um, loads of people there, Anya Breen, um, Keith Arnold, Sean Kilroy, yeah, loads of people in the past couple of weeks um, on the Patreon that we've chatted to, but... I suppose I'm gonna, it's a kind of a positive podcast this week. I, I kind of read between the lines and just see, reading the tea leaves that we could have Gaelic football back before Easter. Just just read between the lines. Uh, but first, before I get into that, I just thinking there this evening that it, it's possibly the longest uh, we've all gone without Gaelic football. Uh, I mean, myself as a player, as a manager, as a coach, as a... As a supporter, as a employee, um, as someone who works at the football and that, like just going last year, say we were finished in September, and now it's uh, September, October, November, December, January, February. So it's about five months. Like usually this time of year, you would have been back late, late January by the at the very latest, and um, we would have had a couple of games under your belt in in, in February. That's regardless, even if you're knocked out of the championship, you'd never be knocked out that early in, in August, but you might you definitely get back in January. So like a lot of lads for the first time in a long time, like even even last year during the, the first and second lockdown, you would have we would have played Shield and Cup games at the start of, of before March last year. We we're all back doing a bit of a training, collective training. So this is the first time we haven't been down at a pitch or playing or um Meeting up collectively as a gang. Uh, it's strange. It's 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 hard on people. It, it's definitely hard on people, and uh, it just shows how, how how kind of bizarre the season is. It went through the whole winter. Yeah, that's fine. Usually you have a whole winter, but usually you're back in January in the slogging and the muck and the preseason, having to crack and feeling great and feeling in bits. So we're missing out on that. So it's just good to keep going. We're doing we're doing rightly, fair play. Everyone, the numbers are, are down, but um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that it's been five or six months. So we nearly be a half a year without football in some sort of all. I know that there was league games after people got knocked out of the championship. But in and around, it's five months, and that, that like even if even if your team knocked out in the group stages, you would already be back in Sheila Cup mode or Kevin Mullen Sheen mode mode. So you just should want to say that there was it, it, we are missing out on a lot, even at club level. And um, but fair play to us, keep going, let's keep going. Um, and I don't know whether you, if you watched it the other night, but I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it on Saturday night, the All Stars. And uh, it's just it's just nice to have a good collection and looking at that and seeing seeing what's going on and seeing what how good of a season it was last year when you take a kind of step back from it. I just thought it was a really good show. I'll get into more of that in a second, but it just it just to give an insight on what's going on and behind the scenes here in Loud and Proud. That this past couple of weeks I've been busy recording the Glory Days podcast. I caught up with each and every winner from last year's championship. The brides at intermediate level, St. Finn Barrett at junior level, and Nave Martin have told the season. And it's just when you see the you see Marty Morris and Joanne Cantwell dressed up and all that, or reliving the season. When there's a little bit of a distance from it, you really get to savour it that little bit more. And then, especially now that there's no. Um, dinner dances so it'll become more important for those communities and those players 
And I don't know how they're even actually going to get their medals. I don't know what way that's going to be. Maybe they have them already. Uh, but that's what I was doing. So I was reliving last year myself. The All-Stars kind of combined with the two things. Uh, so I just thought it was really... It's really, it's really, it's really busy behind the scenes, and I hope to have them out and edited by March. So we'll have a big month of March reliving last year's championship, but some really good stories, really good insights, really good crack with with all the lads. I won't tell you who I got for each team just yet, but um, really enjoyable, and it's just great to talk football. That's the main thing you get coming away from these interviews and reliving last year, reliving actual games. That's just great to talk football. No matter what club you're from or where you're from or what age you are, how young you are, how old you are, or what role you have in the team, it's just great to talk football and that's that's one thing that came away massively from it. So look forward to getting them out to you in the next couple of weeks. And also, um, following up from last year, if you remember in the in the launch of Patreon last year and every week there was a, I suppose what would you look at it? Would be five, six weekends of action in total over seven weekends in duration that I did a red start and similar to the all start but it was it was kind of loud you're picking out player that, that shone that weekend or had an outstanding performance or earmark for the future for could play for loud and it just show it just so happens that the jerseys have landed due to Brexit and China and COVID and pandemics the production of the jerseys got delayed um, the jerseys have arrived they're in they're in Defy headquarters so should have them and I'll be getting in touch with the players that received the Red Stars um, if you want to remind I suppose weekend number one last year Ryan Walsh and the St. Feckins and Robert Carr from the Newtown Blues they Sean they'll be getting their jerseys weekend number two Andrew Bingham with a hat trick for the John Mitchells he got his applause and Shane Lennon from Kilkerley who shot the lights out took marks in abundance and um, David Reid in weekend number three from my own club Maddox Rangers he put on a kicking clinic um, against the loss against Saturday I think he had 12 points in total uh, and then Sam Kelly from the Wolf Tones emerging star there half back half forward position then the quarter final of Red Stars was Kieran Kiki Keenan from the from RD St Mary's and Sam Mulroy they're, they're nearly like Haaland and Mbappe them two boys uh, as, as the weekends went on in the championship last year, and then the semi finalists, the brides had a cornerback, Ronan Bailey. He was named, he'll be getting receiving this jersey shortly. Connor Whelan had a hell of a season, hell of a semi final, banging in that goal again. The, the Mockers just with the thought they had a sniff outstanding, got him onto the loud panel. He was in such good form from the Nave Martin. And in the weekend, I end up picking uh, three from the finals so um, 13 red stars in total but 12 players because Samuel Roy doubled up he got the the weekend final for his, for his absolute audacious kicking place kicking from the floor in that final and valuable scores in the end William Woods was exceptional in the final 1-6 he shot the lights out a hell of a goal as well and uh, just kicking some wonderful points worldly of points and then Emma Kirk from the Brights he had a hell of a season Hell of a kind of tail end run, time just run to perfection for the brides. But any number, any number of the brides players could have got it. But Kirk started off really well, set up the penalty for Paddy Wright to dispatch and just kicked some wonderful scores and powered on from there. So that's just a bit of an update on the the red start. I'll get into a bit of a positive news now. How I'm going to read through the tea leaves on um, on the All Star program. It was an RT the other night. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah. So just keep an eye out for those red stars, and lads, I'll be in touch with you shortly. So just before we get into Joanne Cantwell 
uh, and our chat with Paul Flynn from the GPA and uh, John Horn Uchtaron of the Gaelic uh, Athletic Association I was going to go full Irish there but I won't um, he uh, he was chatting with Joanne Cantwell we'll get into that shortly right but this time last week last Sunday I think Michael Clifford had it that uh, Fitzer said that the championship will be back so that's given me kind of an indication that or the league sorry or the Gaelic football inter-county will be back sooner than Easter and here's hoping and I'm going to explain why well we know Fitzer said that uh, he asked Minister Chambers he's the he's the kind of the lad that's going to deal with it like he's going to he, he's been talking to the GA Minister he's a sport Minister for Sport Um. So Fitzer obviously met him in the hallway at all, and knowing Fitzer, he got in touch with him. He says, um, like he says, Chambers told him that he it's going to get back, but he could tell, you can know with Fitzer that he probably he pinned um, Minister Chambers against the against the wall, just had a good chat with him, and his positivity rubbed off on him, and Fitzer would chip away at him. That's why I have a fair idea that maybe hopefully. That there might be club action or inter-county action. I get the club in a second, but I definitely think with the numbers going down, well, they're going in the right in the right way, and the living with COVID plan coming next week. That'll probably be next week. Um, I just think that Fitzer reckons that it will be back. He, he obviously Fitzer would know um, the scene in terms of like in terms of even. Like have been an elite. He thinks it should be an elite sport as well. But he chip away at Chambers and he keep going at him and keep talking to him, and keep wearing him there, and and hopefully um he'll get it opened up and get the leagues played because um especially in that Saturday night interview. This is why I'm thinking now that with uh Joanne Cantwell talking to John Horan, I think I think just let's just have a listen. Joanne opens it up here now. And as you were saying, given what they all had to go through to create the sort of performances that lead to the All Stars tonight is an, an incredible feat. And when you were last in the studio, obviously on the Sunday game, you, you had to give a very very stark outlook from a GAA point of view. So it's incredible that what followed did follow. Are you able to now come in here tonight and, and offer some hope to any level of Gaelic Games player? Absolutely. Like I mean, there will be a programme of games, both for our club players and our inter-county players, once we get the green light from the government. Good man, John. Right. So when will that green light be? Will it be next week? It sounds a lot more positive than he did a couple of weeks ago. Right, we keep going, we keep continuing with John Horan having a chat back with Joanne. We can actually return. I mean, it's a case of the numbers in the country, and thankfully the numbers are going in the right direction. And once that continues, we will be back on the playing fields, and the intercounty obviously will be the one that will come back first. And so this is what kind of true media tonight. He says obviously the intercounty will come back first. This wasn't what was said a couple of weeks ago by him or Tom Ryan, and this is what's kind of given me a kind of indication that right, they know something's up, they think something's going to happen, and they kind of know what's going to happen. Um, that he's saying that now and he's doubling down on intercounty coming back that we're going to have more or less he's saying we're going to have the leagues so if we're going to have the leagues we're going to have the the kind of the time period before he start to play the leagues because it, it just looks that way the way he's gone on and the way he's confident and he's very assertive in what he's saying and, and, and how he's saying it then the club but we will Sorry, is that yeah, and I love this now. Joanne picks up on him because she's copped what I've copped. That um, he said that about he's very 
because it was last week it was club first and we all said that I said at the time it must be last under the Sunday before that that how is the clubs going to come first if you have to wait to level two and we're a long way off level two even hospitality and all that is a long way off level two but Joanne uh, like she gets on and she, she hears that and she flags it and this is what she says is that definitive? You decided definitely into county. Well, if you look at it in terms of the levels and the reduction in the levels of the government, it's always likely that the intercounty would be at a level above that of the club. So one would assume that that's the road, road that will actually be pursued. Yeah. So that there you go. That that kind of that's what they pursued. That's kind of saying right there. They're an elite sport. They're going to be an elite sport with this living with COVID plan that's going to come out next week as well. So it kind of sounds to me that the GA are kind of working behind the scenes. They kind of know what's going on. And now the club was said, oh, the club might be going first. The club won't be going first because they're probably going to get the green light to play a level five, to go back elite and then play the leagues and play the championship. There was an accusation after last week's um, announcement from inter-county managers suggesting that there wasn't clarity in terms of data that they could help their players to train and get things right. How do you respond to that and what sort of clarity can you offer them now? Well, we always indicated to people that there would be four weeks' notice in terms of they could have four weeks to train before any competitions would actually start. And in very early in January, we indicated that we were pushing the starting date on the 15th of February back. We moved again to move it back further. And like coming next week when we get the actual next level from the government, our COVID committee will meet. The GPA are involved in that with us as well as the Camogie and the Ladies Football. And we'll make a clear decision then to give people an idea of when they're actually resuming. We're conscious that people's lives... So there you go. He's kind of, he's saying it there that he's going to give it, like going to give an, an idea when. So they've kind of a fair idea. So say four weeks out from now, you're looking at, it'll be obviously, so, yeah, it'll be Sunday the 21st of March. It'll be that'll be four weeks out if we get that next week. It'll probably push to the twenty eighth of March. That weekend, you're looking at um, league football starting. If they give if they give the four weeks notice next week, which I'm hoping and which I think they will, um, my hold back at the club level that that like that'll be the only thing. But then, if the if the sooner the county gets to go ahead, the the more likely of a chance that. The club will get going as well because if if the if the thing if the thing prolongs the the, the county coming back, um, like it's very hard to squeeze the club in this year. They're somewhat on hold at the moment, and they want clarity and they want to plan, and we will give it as soon as we can. But one thing that we've learned out of this whole pandemic is you have to be flexible in all your planning and in all those ideas that you put together, and, and we'll have to remain that way. Yeah, that's the that's the flexibility. He's kind of hinting at that we're going to be flexible. We're going to get this through, and they're going back to county first because they feel they can get that going. Um, so yeah, good stuff, John. Um, yeah, hopefully. And let's, let Joanne ask another question here now. Is that one of the things players have found most difficult, not being able to get their structure and their proper planning in place? Sorry, this is to Paul Flynn, the GPA um, CEO. Yeah, it's critically important for, for training, for period, periodizing your training so that you can peak at the right time. Um, and clarity is important for that, for managers for, for and everybody involved, just make sure the teams are properly set up. 
Um, but I do think it's critically important that, they, that we are provided with, with the clarity, and that's everybody involved, um, right from the government to the GAA to ourselves, that we can provide players and inter-county managers and squads with the clarity that they require um, to be able to plan, to be able to, as I said, but also for their, for their personal and professional lives also. And, you know, inter-county games are as elite a game as we have on this island, and it's critically important that it's categorised there, and that's recognised, because um, these are high-performing athletes, and um, when we look at other sports, and there's some great athletes in our country, they benchmark right up there if not surpass it. So I think that's really important for players to be uh, recognised in that manner. Good man, Paul. Yeah, I think we are elite, and hopefully we will get the news that we will be elite next week. I think that's what they're hinting at. I think that's what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm, I, I'm reading between those tea leaves, and I think it's going to happen. Um, that that's enough. That's we won't uh, we don't won't kind of pick any more from that. But there was another thing, which kind of indicates that it's definitely going to happen as well. In that, um, John Horan talks about the kids getting back as well. With the, with the school kids going back to to the primary school and six years going back to secondary school, um, they're going to get kids back playing football, which is brilliant as well. Um, so the GPA and the and the GA are working together as well. So they obviously are coming up to the government and saying, we're elite, let us play this game, let us play this sport uh, at an elite level, let us get our league going and a championship because you've let everything else go. And I think they're cautious about the club, but if they get this going, push the club to the back end of the year instead of filling that slot within the county, it means a win-win all round. That's me, That's I'm fairly optimistic about that. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's where I'm picking that apart. And... I suppose we'll finish with a couple of local things actually before I do finish. Um, Hunterstown Rovers have a, a Zoom bingo. Very interesting to see how that works out. Um, brilliant a brilliant initiative as well if you want to be a bit of crack as well. That's Friday the 26th of February. Um, Kilkerley Emmets have a new website as well. I think it's kilkerleyemmets.com. Should actually check that before I say it. Hang on, let me check. Ah, it's KilkerleyEmmetsGFC.ie. So yeah, go and check that out. They put a lot of work on it and um, into it there in, in Kilkerley. But um, yeah, if you have any other club news you want highlighted or publicised, send it in to me. Um, get me all my social channels, what have you. Um, we're talking about cynicalism, a cynical uh, play in the in Horland, trying to stamp it out. Um, I caught up with uh, Andrew Macken during the week. He was named on the the champion fifteen, made up of players from the Laurie Maher, the uh, Christy Ring, and the uh, Nicky Rackard. And he makes his name a full forward, a loud full forward from Menina. Um, got a good chat with him during the week, and he was also named the Laurie Maher Player of the Year. But he, speaking of cynical play, he would have never if if there had to be more cynical than for Mana for his first goal, where he slalomed him through four lads and kicked it into the net. Um, I don't know what way he would, they would have been four or five black cards, and but he still would have got the goal. Uh, or he wouldn't have got the goal that would have that pulled out back into that, giving him a bit of serious belief in that Laurie Mara final. So yeah, um, have a listen to that. Uh, here's a snippet now of of uh, Andrew, who was very good with his time during the week. Even the last day, as you said, 2016, there was I remember some of the scores and stuff, and there was um, there was great cheers and some of the noise that was made from the from the people who did go. So. Said it was even that was even when we finished up it was probably more noticeable that yeah yeah you're with the team and stuff but there's no one else around and the last time even after the match you got to meet your family and stuff across the road and all that that's that was probably the biggest difference and what you'd missed most I suppose um, 
you're just driving home in your car on your own after mm-hmm. the match and stuff. So it's uh, it's a bit surreal that way. Like, so you would love to have your family, friends, all that kind of around you. Yeah, because I remember seeing these that day. They're all driving in. They're all driving in separate cars. You know, they're all driving down uh, Clonliffe Road. So that's it's so weird. But then it was it was so normal in in the run of it last year. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, go just going into match. Let's say going home after the match. Like, yeah, you, yeah. we had a bit of food there, and then it's like, Christ, away, away you go. And I'm just driving down the motorway on my own. But uh, so that's yeah, it's but look, as I said before, there's there's an awful lot more going on in the world, and people are missing out on their weddings and all that kind of stuff. So but I can't, the, uh, yeah, can't you had plenty to keep your head kind of um, busy on the way down the road, down the motorway. You had a hell of a performance in the final. There you go, that's it for this week. Thanks very much for tuning in. I got from everything from Cynical Horland to Killian Mbappe and uh, Haaland uh, comparisons to All-Stars, John Horn, Marty Morrissey, Joanne Cantwell. That's that's just that's just where we're going here with the Leather Pride Podcast. But uh, thanks very much. I'll be chatting to you once again during the week on Patreon. If you sign up, only uh, four euros to, to sign up. So less than a euro a podcast and... I'll be if you not if you don't get signed up during the week for the for the extra stuff I'll see you again no problem next Sunday night but um, thanks very much for tuning in I'm staying positive I think we will have big announcements in the next couple of weeks that we will have intercounty football uh, before Easter please God and Horland as well so uh, yeah thanks very much I'll chat to you talk to you during the week mind yourself and if you can mind someone else too good luck bye bye.